What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Martian and Ozzy podcast. This week, we're going to be talking about the UFC 289 card going down this weekend. Small 11-fight pay-per-view going down from Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. The UFC's first time back in Canada in almost four years. So um, never can be too excited about the Nunez pay-per-views, but I think the, I feel like the cards have been going pretty well lately. We're seeing fights pretty well. It was a solo podcast last, last week, but we're joined back by Ozzy this week. How we doing, my man? Doing great. Last week was an awesome event. Um, I apologize to, to the loyal listeners that, you know, reached out like, hey, what's going on? But I'll tell you guys, man, Gemini season, I get active socially, professionally, um, other, you know, emotionally. Um, there's a lot of elise that I could put out there, but I'm going to just let people use their imagination. OK, so. Yeah, it was a good. It was a good event overall. Um, you know, Blackshear was awesome. You know, Philippe Linz, that was a good lead that you had that you told me about. You know, that one I just liked the over there. Um, Castaneda got back in a winning winning column. That was a great fight. Honestly, Gafrov did impress me, like because he just don't give a fuck. Like he was just chucking, you know, hands the whole fight and then going for takedown. So I I hope to see him in his next fight because. Uh, I wouldn't be really excited to fight a dude like that with that kind of haircut, that body hair, and then the the, the kind of way he's gonna fight you. He he honestly looked kind of like a old, like a new age Andre Arlovsky, like of the bantamweight division. And then uh, and then yeah, no, I would just say you had some good reads last week for sure. You know, uh, Victor Altamirano, he uh, he couldn't get it done. That was the only one that I was like rooting for that didn't win. Um. I just Munoz wish I would have terrible Munoz and yeah, Fry. I was rooting for him as bad. well. Yeah, Fry just let that fight just she lost it on purpose. She 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 probably man, if anyone was fixing fights, it would be GU Fry. She has like like they said on the broadcast a bunch of times, she has three degrees after all. But yeah, I just wish I, I maxed uh Jim Miller. But it was a good event. Gemini season, you know, it's going good. So let's hope let's roll it on to here. You know, I, I don't like Canada, but Hopefully Canada likes me this week. So let's get it done. And then what about the main event? Did you watch it? Did you score it? I did watch um I was not watching super closely, but I did have it 3-0. I mean, I bet on Amir Abazi. I'm biased. But I bet I had it three nothing for him. I just felt like Kai Car France, like those strike counts, he wasn't really landing that. I just felt in the rounds, what's uh what's a, who who said it? I forget who said it. They're like, at the end of the round, like, who would you rather have been in that round? And I felt like Amir Abbas, I would have rather have been Amir Abbas in the first three rounds. I thought he won, but I could see why people are upset. But there's no way it's a, bro, that first round, there's no way that's a definitive round. But people just say they're, you know, oh, there was four rounds and you could have gave him, so he should have won. Whatever, I don't give a yeah. fuck. Yeah, I mean, I guess, like, uh, I wouldn't have a problem with either guy winning, but I wouldn't be outraged at either guy winning as well. So, I mean, people, it, it's crazy how people, how influenced people are by the fact that, like, one fighter is more popular than the other. And that was clearly the case with Kai. And that's why you saw a lot of outrage for it. But I don't think anything, there's anything wrong with giving Amir the first three rounds. Kind of, you see, though, I'm going to be honest, though, you know, I'm a hardcore MMA fan, Martian, right? You, you saw my tweet this week that I was buying pay per views at, in 2006, bro. So that's a right. long time ago. Um, but I'll just say that fight, perfect example why flyweights are main events, bro. That fight sucked. People will fucking pretend. You'll probably lie. Oh no, it was so tactical. It was great. No, that it fight fucking sucked, dude. 
And I would never watch that fight ever. I wouldn't even ever even even if I had to t- for the, their next fights, bro. What do you learn from that fight? Literally nothing. Kai Car France has Kai Car France's Kai Car France has overrated power. He never throws hard. His takedown offense, sure, it's good. You know why it's good? Because he's always you know fidgeting. You know his hips are back. He never commits any punches. And he's just backing up the whole time. And when he does come forward, his his strikes suck anyway. So nobody wants to see that guy in a fucking title fight. You know, he's got no upside. And, uh, yeah, if you bet him, whatever, dude. He didn't really definitively win really any rounds, in my opinion. Like, yeah, he outlanded, he outlanded him. He outlanded him a few times. But, dude, his strikes have zero effect on Amir Abbasi. Yeah, because even when Amir was tired in the fourth and fifth round, and all the momentum was on Kai's side, like was Kai ever hurting him? Like not really. Listen, um, I feel I feel for people that have bad judging that you feel you want, but man, come on, you know, like you know that you could have landed some harder. Sh- but like I said, bro, that fight sucked. So yeah, I think it underperformed a little bit. What I wouldn't call, I wouldn't say it sucked. I, I wouldn't go that far. That fight was terrible. Was, it wasn't it wasn't very good that was the worst um, that was the worst main event that was one of the worst worst main events we've had this year no bro come on that shit was that was a better what, that what, Dur- what was the worst Dern one and Hill. Dern Dern and Hill was, was way better than that one were you kidding me uh, that, shit was, that shit was ass bro crazy frozen strike in almeida bro uh that, was, that one finished really quick it was great think about um well we got we got holly holman what? and uh, someone coming I, I up. I said uh, so far. I said so far. Right, I know. And then in this this week we got a we got a, a hell of a main event. Amanda Nunes, bro. Um, Amanda Nunes last fight. Her last two fights are fire. I don't know about that, but yeah. Um, don't knock you right, the let, fuck let, out, Martian. You better watch your mouth. <laughs> um, let's get into these uh these fights this week. Um, first fight. Women's strawweight division, Deanna Belbita, Maria Oliveira. Odds for this one, basically a pick 'em, kind of going back and forth. Yes. Uh, both sides. Um, I've been a I've been a notorious oh, hater oh. of of Maria Oliveira in her UFC run. I think she is really bad, but mm. I will say that I've 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 grown some appreciation for her because even though she's bad, she's extremely Yikes. flawed. She understands that the way to win fights in women's MMA is to just pump constant strikes out, and she. I think, you know, understands a little bit how to win fights because she fought, remember, she fought DePaula, right? And DePaula, I thought, won that fight like 3 0. And then, and then somehow Oliveira won the decision. So mm-hmm. clearly she's doing something that the judges are liking. But I just think Belbita throws. What did, what did, what did Sean, what did Sean Sheehan uh, score that fight? Do you know? I don't know. But that would be, that would be a good one to, to check it out. Check that one out. Um, but, um, Belbita, I was watching the tape, and I just think that she throws a lot, like crisper, throws harder, and I think we're going to be in for a kickboxing match. I would be pretty surprised to see either woman get takedowns here. And, I mean, Maria Oliveira was getting dropped by punches by Vanessa Demopoulos last fight. So I bet on Demopoulos in that fight. I'm going to donate the winnings back on Belbita in this fight. I took her minus 104. Um, I, I finally came around to a bet. So what about you? What are you thinking? Wow. Yeah, dude, you fucking had me twisted up right there. You had me confused. I thought you were going to go with the Maria Oliveira side. No, um, no, no. Damn, man. Yeah, that was, that was good, dude. You might have a future in this. So, <laughs> yeah, I mean, interesting fight overall. Um, Not really. But the fact that they're both, you know, kickboxers for sure, you know, one from Romania, one from Brazil, I think it's cool. You know, uh, Belbita in her last, in the fight against Apollo, though, she, 
I don't know. She, I just felt that it was a pretty, I thought that was a pretty good fight, but the Paula is like the most underperformed. I just feel this is one of the fights, dude, where it's like, you know, it's very clear. They go A, B, B, and B, B. However it goes, I'm, I'm, I don't want to, I don't want to butcher it or A, B, B, and B, B, C. So that means that A will beat C as well, right? Because A, B, B, and B, B, C, right? And you just be like, no. Actually, I'm going to go with the Romanian kickboxer, the girl that, you know, she could have won that fight. And like you said, Maria Oliveira, she just throws kind of like weird angled shots. Um, her punches don't really have that much power. And Belbita just looks meaner. She just looks meaner. She actually has some submission wins as well, right? Or Can you check that for me? Wookie yeah. Chuck? She has some submission wins, right? Um, She has four wins and four Boom. losses by sub. Boom, I love to see that. She's all she, you know, is she's an all or nothing girl. So it's like um, you know Maria Oliver has no submissions. So that like no, takes no. away exactly. So but you just know that she is not capable of any. So that just takes out a bunch of the losses from Belbita. So it makes her almost like an elite fighter in this matchup. Almost, yeah, I agree. So so we're gonna lay we're gonna lay the short number with uh with uh Diana Belbita in her home. It is she's can she lives in Canada or something like that, right? Something like that. That wouldn't surprise something, me. Both something they're like both that. twenty they're both twenty-six. Both these women could be around for another five years. So we'll, and and has I think they have like the same reach the where where um I think uh Oliveira had a decent reach advantage over uh Paula. But again, the bots probably say, Hey, yeah, that is true, but also Belbita had a reach advantage over Paula. And it didn't matter. But as we all know, that's pretty stupid. Well, yeah, we a, lot of, a lot of high-level thoughts going on on this one. That was Next a good fight, one. Flyweight division, David Dvorak taking on Steve. Uh, Airkeg, Airkeg coming in on short notice. We have Dvorak as the pretty heavy favorite, minus 275. Airkeg plus 235. Uh, any thoughts on Airkeg? Did you watch any footage on him? No, brother, I did not. Um, what... um. Who was the original fight? It wasn't Dvorak. Who was the original fight? It was good. It was good. Uh, uh, Schnell. Matt Schnell. Schnell. Matt Schnell. So yeah, Matt Schnell pulled out. Um, I like David Dvorak. Um, I thought it was funny, his last fight, when he got on top of uh, Keep and then got Kamor. But he didn't tap. He's a tough dude. You know, he's tough. He's kind of well-rounded. He's got a pretty good motor. He game plans well. Um, and he has you know some range fighters as well. But I don't know nothing about this other guy. So I can't really give you an edge. What's the line again on this? Uh, two, Minus uh, 275. 275 on Dvorak. So, yeah, I mean, I haven't really seen too much. I think I would uh, just lean Dvorak to win by a uh, decision. Um, but, again, I really don't. Like, I've seen Aircag like, one time when he fought this one Shannon dude. Ross. Shannon Ross. I think I might have watched. I don't even think it was that one that I watched. Well, he so he he's mostly a grappler. His striking, I would say, is pretty bad. He's he he's a decent, you know, wrestler, uh, back taker, but just hasn't really fought anybody good. I mean, mostly guys down in Australia, New Zealand area, um, and uh, you know, I don't think, I I don't know if he has the Gugabe stamp of approval yet. Not sure. Gugabe about don't stamp shit, dude. He yeah from from Australia. I don't think he's ever. Uh, I don't. I think Jake Matthews. He he certified, but nobody else. Yeah, he was certified. like, oh, I, I comored him. But look, it, but this Erkeg Erkeg though Erkeg. Um, maybe you could just play Erkeg by submission. You know, obviously Dvorak almost got submitted in his last fight. 
Eric Hegg is mostly a grappler. They'll probably Dvorak is happy to grapple as well. Um, so what is Eric Hegg by submission? Is that like I don't even know. I don't even know what they're from. Eight to one. Um, they have it at four seventy-five. Oh, ew! Oh, that's disgusting. But that (laughs) that's telling you right there that they do feel uh, he'll probably latch on a submission. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't think. Uh, yeah, I think. Well, for instance, his his uh, points line is four hundred. I think that I would be pretty surprised to see him win the decision because his cardio is not that good. If you there, the one fight you should watch, uh, he is a fight against Cody Hatton, where he puts Hatton in a bad spot in round one, and then round two he's kind of gassed out and getting outstruck. His takedowns are getting stuffed. Same thing in round three, but then he lands like a really lucky takedown in the last sixty seconds of the round, ends on mount, and wins a, a close decision. But he lost like a good like eight or nine minutes in the middle of that fight because he was tired and couldn't get takedowns and his striking is not good. So I don't think he's going to provide much of a threat for Dvorak here. If he doesn't get early takedowns, I would actually expect him to start maybe looking uh, to get beat up in these later rounds here. So him coming in on short notice, maybe look to play Dvorak round two plus 750 round three plus 1000 on bet online. I'm sure those will be better numbers on Fandle when they come out in a day or two. So wait for those. Um, Next fight will be in uh, the featherweight division, we have Blake Builder taking on Kyle Nelson. And the line for this one, Builder minus 230, Nelson plus 195. Um, I'm going to pass it back to you on this one to start this one off. You didn't really get to, to expand too much on that last fight. So what are your uh-huh. thoughts on this? Um, yeah, I mean, just my thoughts here. I like Builder when he was like, you know, minus that 205 area. I did bet him a little bit there. I just was kind of impressed by his UFC debut. Obviously, he had a, a few fights in CFFC, so I was familiar with him a bit from that. Um, and he was very opportunistic, right? So we were like, all right, opportunistic guy. You know, wrote him on the contender, the contender series where he was an underdog. Um, but I just felt that he was pretty agile and quick um, and knew what he wanted to do uh, striking-wise against... Um, what's that guy's name he fought? Mm. And his Ooh, UFC debut, uh, Young. Shane Young. Oh, Shane. Um, yeah, so Shane Young really had a hard time finding him uh, outside, right? So he circled a lot. He was firing off his kicks. And then he shows some of his grappling and his takedowns. Um, do I think this can be competitive? Yeah, definitely. You know, Kyle Nelson, you know, he's down to, you know, exchange kicks, calf kicks sometimes, you know, throw wide hooks. You know, he tried to grapple uh, Choi last time. Obviously, Choi has no submission game. But Nelson just looked like he was just kind of clinging on to, to, to this guy. Um, so I feel like it could be competitive in the first round. Maybe Kyle Nelson does find him with a few shots. This is a home country fight for him. But I feel like Builder's going to be able to dictate the exchanges. You know, obviously, it's a little too juice now. 240, it's like, what's the point? Like, unless you need a, a little action on every fight, I guess I go with him. Um, but I'm not even that sure about the finish either and stuff like that. But I like Blake Builder to win the fight. But 240 is not really not really a reason to to i feel like uh wager on that yeah i i agree that i that builder should win but the line right now isn't isn't great and also i just think he'll probably be a better live bet kyle nelson a pretty historic uh you know fast starter and then slowing down in the second half of the fight um but i mean it looked like in in his first ufc run he was at least throwing strikes and going for it and like he provided some issues for like some decent fighters like billy quarantillo for instance um because he just went out there and started swinging now it seems like he's going out there and just looking to get takedowns right away and that worked to 
maybe went around against um, your boy Jai Herbert. He got some success against Duhu Choi, but then ended up just getting reversed every time. So I think he's going to have to to track Bildu down here, uh, start grappling him. Uh, and if he doesn't get it done early, I think he, it's going to be hard for him to get to track Builder down in these later rounds. Um, I know Builder finished, I think, every one of his fights before the the uh his UFC debut against Shane Young I'm pretty sure about that um no no he has a few decision wins um so yeah I'm not I'm not too sure whether it's going to be a a uh, a finish or a decision here I'm going to go with the finish though a second or third round finish uh just because uh, Nelson is such a historic uh, guy for slowing down uh that I think it could happen here uh it could get clipped and then it seems like Builder has good uh, ability to sub and to finish guys in the feet so he could finish it either way so um lake builder pretty, pretty good matchup there unfortunate for kyle nelson uh he's going to get his ass whooped in his hometown or oh. in his home country uh s- speaking of canadians getting their ass whoops in their home country the next fight uh, is the bantamweight division uh alichi lang taking on ayman zahabi uh, oh. this one Alichi Lang minus 115, Zahabi minus 105. Guys, I'm finally converting to the Alichi Lang name. I called the Maori for fights and fights and fights, uh, but now I'm going to respect his Mongolian name uh, of Alichi Lang, how they call him on the con- con- uh, the commentary. And let me tell you something, guys. Alichi Lang is winning this fight. I think he is because um, Sahabi is just he's just a low work rate kind of guy. And that's uh, he, he's pretty decently skilled everywhere. Um, it just doesn't really seem like he's he's fully invested in MMA. I know I said this a little bit uh, in his last fight against Tercios and Tercios laid uh, uh, the oh, egg no. of the century. Yeah, don't, don't talk about it. <laughs> the egg of the century in that fight. Um, but I just think Alishi Lang is going to work work much harder than Zahabi here. I think that he's going to throw out more strikes. He's more likely to attempt takedowns. Uh, his cardio is not the best. He has slowed down in round three of some of, some of his fights. But I just think this uh, Aori is uh, meaner. I think he's a little bit more physical. He's pretty strong in these clinch positions. And I think that they're going to they're gonna tie up. I trust Aori to, or uh, Alishi Lang to end up on top. And I just expect him to hustle his way to a decision here. So I like him in this spot. Uh, any thoughts for you here? Man, this is a tough fight because um, Zahabi, I just hate this fucking guy, man. This guy, that last fight was horrible. But then you just know that, like, he just, he's a weasel. So, like, he will do whatever it takes to win. And honestly, I don't want to be on the other end of it because Ayori. Arichi, whatever the fuck you want to call him. I am calling him Ayori. That's easier. But in that fight against Jay Perrin, dude, that was a concerning fight. Because in every round, Jay Perrin had significant success against this guy. He was hitting him with punches. He was getting in on takedowns. He was finishing takedowns. And this dude, Ayori, like, I don't know. He kind of reminded me. I don't know. It just didn't seem like a kind of guy that you that will definitely win often. Because He's just going to be competitive with these guys. It's like he's like a my turn, your turn guy. And, you know, if he could blow you out of the water, he'll do that. But this is definitely not going to happen with Zahabi because Zahabi does not engage. He's the better grappler. Um, he's a better grappler. He, I mean, he throws these little bullshit-ass kicks. And he's just going to not be there. And, you know, Jay Perrin was hitting this guy pretty clean on numerous times. Because this guy just had, you know, he just kind of closes his eyes sometimes and just exchanges. So I just can't do it. So I'm going to stay away from this one, dude. But I'm looking at this over. It's 
205, minus 205 to go over two and a half. So you don't feel that Ayori could finish or would finish this to Zahabi? Like, you don't think, it, like, how do you think that fight's going to be a striking fight? And, like, yeah, nothing's going to happen? I think if anyone's finishing, it should be Ayori, in my opinion. But, um, yeah, there's no scorecard. I feel like I feel like man, you're gonna be really upset when like the Zuzahabi shoots a double leg on Ayori. Ayori gives up his back, and then he's gonna body triangle for three and a half minutes. So. Yeah, that would surprise me. So we'll see. It would. Uh, yeah. When, 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 yeah. When was the last time it was a hobby shot an offensive takedown? Huh? Good point, Martian. Honestly, actually, good counter. Um, maybe I should said, go with him. He's hit one in his UFC career. Against Vince Morales, that's Yo, that crazy. Pa- he lost to Vince Morales. He lost. He he got doubled up on strikes to Vince Morales. That Jay oh. Parent fight was bad though for for Ricci, dude. Yeah, the third round, I would say. Yeah, that was an ugly fight, dude. But the the Durham fight was a good was a good performance. He probably deserved to win that one. All right, let's move on. Um, next fight is in the women's. Flyway division, Jasmine Jazz Davidi is taking on Miranda Maverick, JJ versus MM here. Uh, Miranda is minus 310, Jasmine is plus 260. Your turn to start this one off. Riveting contest. No, man. Yeah, I don't really have an opinion. Who's 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 Jasmine fight Maverick? Um, I mean, <laughs> I, I, I've previously felt like I was committed to the fade Maverick. It's like, I don't really think she's all that great, you know, obviously, she's well rounded, but um. But she, yeah, she's got a high floor. She's tough. She's in good uh, physical condition. Um, so that'll carry you pretty far. You know, you're fundamental. Obviously, my girl Erin Blanchfield showed her what that Northeast shoe box jujitsu looks fucking like. And this girl was goddamn lost, dude. It, what was Elliot Marshall? I forgot what Elliot Marshall. Oh, Elliot Marshall was telling her some shit. She, I'm trying. She's like, I'm trying. Yeah, she had no fucking shot against New Jersey's best. Um, but yeah, I don't give a shit about this fight, dude. I got no analysis. You know, maybe Maverick gets in on these double legs on Jasmine. Jasmine just needs to be mean in there. You know, she needs to fire off these uppercuts, front kicks, knees up the middle, you know, and tag this bitch. But she's probably not going to. And she's probably going to get taken down in, in her guard and, you know, stuff like that. So I'm not really interested in the fight overall. Um, Yeah, I mean... I think it would probably just be better if Maverick was like minus 210 instead of 310. I just, I don't know, man. So Miranda, we know, is not good off of her back. She's been put there, um, you know, no, by you, Aaron. You, like Ozzie, you, you put her there? Oh, well, I thought you Like Ozzy was just saying, Aaron put her there. Uh, our girl Jillian Robertson put her there for a little bit. And we just know that if Miranda gets taken down, she could be on her back for three to four minutes. So, if these women are tying up in the clinch, you guys know how big Jasmine is. I think she is going to be the bigger woman in there. She's pretty strong. She's bigger than right? you. She's bigger than you, I think. For sure. Um, yeah. And the, the roar of the Canadian crowd. Uh, if these women are tying up in the clinch, do you think it's really that unlikely that Jasmine could hit her own body lock takedown and end up on top here? And I really think all Jasmine needs is one takedown, one moment for her to mm. look like the value side in this fight. At plus two I don't seconds. know. The thing is, Jasmine just doesn't have great control. I feel what's the oh what's the total on this? How much how Minus juice does he over? 350, two and a half. Oh my god. Juice to the tits. Lord Jesus. Uh, I honestly feel the under might be value there. 
Yeah, I mean, it'll have to be Maverick. I mean, like, uh, Jasmine was just on top of this woman, Fernandez, who was clueless. So, uh, um, yeah, I mean, I I just think that there's probably a lot worse bets out there than Jasmine. You know, half unit on Jasmine um, would would be uh, ideal in this circumstance, in my opinion. A half unit? Um, Yeah, just a small little bet. You know, how wrong can you be? You know, if if she gets taken down over and over again, so be it. Um, Jasmine, Jasmine did get taken down uh, once or twice by Silva, once by Hanson, and she popped right back up versus all all three of those takedowns. So, um, which Silva? Natalia, the good one. Oh yeah, she. Oh, there's, there's a lot of stuff happened to her in that fight. Um, next fight is going to be middleweight division, the premier division of the of the UFC. Back to back middleweight fights too, so that'll be great. Great, just an, a great hour Let's of entertainment. Oh, um, Chris Curtis coming off of uh, one of the best fights of the year versus Calvin Gaslam just eight weeks ago, taking on Nasruddin Imavov. Mm. Imavov favorite minus one fifty two. Chris Curtis plus one thirty two. Hell of a fight here. Uh, the line I think is accurate to me. You know, Imavov I think has the upside here, and in, in he throws more strikes, he is more likely to, much more likely to end up on top. You know, Chris Curtis never offensively wrestles, so for Chris to win the fight, he's gonna have to, uh, you know, outbox Imavov, and uh, that could happen here. But I just think Imavov has so many more ways to win the fight. He could get this fight in the clinch and use some of those knees and elbows. He could get the fight to the floor and you try to use his top game or submit. Or he could just, you know, maybe win the fight at distance as well. I think the distance is obviously the biggest threat to him. So I do expect him to be looking to clinch and to grapple here. And I think he'll probably do so successfully. And I just think he's going to, you know, hustle his way to a decision here. Um, his cardio has been a little suspect. But, um, you know, I just think that if he's having success, if he's building on grappling and clinching success, I think that he will, uh, that will continue for the, you know, the duration of the fight. Um, you know, uh, he will be, you know, the crowd favorite fighter here. And I just think that, um, yeah, I just think, why, 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 uh, because he's friendly and, and Canadian people, uh, they, they, uh, you, you know, this is the yeah. Chinese part, you know, this is the Chinese part, buddy, right? Well, what what is that? Vancouver is is Chinese. Is that, is that what you're saying? Do you not? Do you, yeah. Do you not know North American dynamics? No, I don't think you do either, bro. You should look know. into it, bro. I will. While while it's your turn to talk about the fight, mm-hmm. I will look in. Oh, they are very. They are on the complete opposite side of Canada. It's not. It's not near Quebec at all. So I don't you better know, start maybe. learning Chinese, buddy. Well, they're certainly not going to be cheering for for Chris Curtis. Oh, uh, are you, what do you you wouldn't cheer for a black man? I'm just you saying see, they're not they're not going to be. Where you know he's got a white son, right? Vegas? Are you done? Did you finish? Who do you yeah, pick? Yeah. You picked the Imava by decision. Decision, yes. Yeah. So you know it's an interesting. Fight. I've been a huge Imava fan. I mean, honestly, Imavov is like. Mm, I mean, he's got a lot of great skills, man. I mean, maybe he ends up at two hundred five. Um, he kind of reminds. He doesn't remind me of Yuri. I don't know the guy. I just really like a lot of stuff that he does. You know, he uses a lot of techniques that I feel not are necessarily underutilized, but can be utilized more, which is honestly what underutilized means. But it's not. I don't feel like underutilized is the right word to use to say. So, like for example, the guillotines or the French oaks, right? Guillotines, like Dustin Poirier does, are not good moves to do. Overutilized. Overutilized, exactly. 
but the concept of the front choke attack, like the front headlock attack, is great. And Imavov does the front choke, which you know could get him to choke sometimes, or sometimes you know he's so aggressive where you just put like basically just does it over your face, like how he did it against uh, Shabazian. That the guy's like is basically a takedown. You know what I mean? Now I'm just saying this as things that I like about him. I don't uh, think that much is gonna come out of this fight, and that's what I mean. When I say uh, I just don't really have a good read on it because I don't know how much he might, like he did uh, grapple against Buckley, but I don't feel like he's going to necessarily do that against Curtis. And if he does, you know, I do feel he is more likely to finish Curtis just because I feel like Curtis is the kind of guy sometimes he'll just give up position. You know, if you're grappling him super hard, you know, trying to get up and, you know, get away. I think I think I saw that a few times against uh, Franca. Or Franco, whatever. But uh yeah, I think Imavov probably wins. Um, but it's a pretty good fight, and I do feel both guys uh, you know, have their will have their opportunities. Um You know when, what what you were saying about the front jokes is what he he does really well, which more fighters should do is instead of going to a guillotine, if you go to the Anaconda or the Dars, you get off to the side, and if it fails, it's so much easier to get on top. Like how fluffy uh, does it. Yeah, like you, if you do guillotine, you go full guard. That that shit fails. You're on your back. But if you go to the anaconda or to the dars and it's not working, especially the anaconda, you can just you know posture up, get on your knees, and then you're on top. Maybe, um, maybe, 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 maybe uh, we'll have some footage of uh, of that just uh, after this week, Marshall. Maybe we'll right. see. He, we'll um, see. We'll he see. did that exact shit versus Shabazian. Mm. Um, was going for front chokes, got on top, uh, got to the uh, crucifix, pounded him out. Yes. Um, Another middleweight fight next. Uh, I mean, I can't stress enough how amazing the middleweight division is. And this fight just just gives you uh, another another uh, example of that. Eric Anders taking on Marc-Andre Barriut. MAB, uh, the home country fighter, minus 130. Eric Anders, plus 110. Mm. Um, when this fight got announced, I'm just saying, like, like, these guys are just studs. They both were coming off of wins. Anders knocking out Dawkins. MAB knocking out Marquez, you know, winning bets for us in both of those fights. Um, and I've historically been a big MAB supporter, truther, and this will be the first time that I think I'm I'm betting against him. And I like Eric Anders in this spot significantly. Um, just because um, I recognize that MAB could take over in the second half of the fight. He could, you know, weapon his cardio like he typically does to his opponents. Um, but he's going to be marching through hell in the first round, round and a half, two rounds of this fight. I mean, we just saw Julian Marquez, bum-ass Julian Marquez, uh, you know, pressuring MAB, throwing strikes, landing strikes, you know, taking a clear round off of MAB. Um, and, it, you know, he self-combusted in that fight. Nothing MAB did made him gas out. He wasn't pressuring at all. It's just MAB or Marquez is a bum who can't pace himself. And in the second round, uh, once uh, he couldn't pressure anymore, he started moving back. MAB started moving forward and he melted and the fight was over. But I'm watching that sequence and you have Marquez who is like quitting right in front mm -hmm. of right in front of MAB. And MAB is like in the clinch. He's leaning on him. He's throwing these little pitter patter strikes, knees to the body. And then the referee kind of like mercifully stops the fight, but the barrage of strikes MAB was landing was fucking weak. I mean, he wasn't connecting on anything hard. He wasn't really landing like you know he didn't didn't have much torque on his shots. Uh, Eric Anders has honestly he looked he looked he looked like he looked like um it looked like a high school cafeteria fight honestly. He's like, 
He right. fucking looks, he feel, he looks stupid as fuck. And it worked. It worked, but I'm telling you, that shit was ugly. Um, and Eric Anders, bro, this guy's got a hard left hand. Uh, he has uh, pretty good uh, counter-wrestling, so I don't think MAB is going to be able to take him down. I think if anybody's taking anybody down, it might be Anders here. Uh, but, who, you know, we saw Anders uh, wrestle a lot in the park fight. He came up short, and I think a split decision there. Had a good case to win that fight. Um, but I just I think he'd be more effective with with primarily striking here. If he's just throwing a lot of left hands straight down the middle, I don't think MAB is very versed against Southpaws. And I just I mean, he's he's so hittable, man. If Julian Marquez's slow ass punches were hitting MAB all day, I think Eric Anders are gonna do as well. I think we might even see him hurt early on here. And as long as Eric Anders can pace himself and not, you know, blow his cardio, uh, I think he should be able to take two rounds off of MAB easily here. So I, I, I cap him as a favorite, got a pretty significant bet on him at plus money, and any type of plus money is good on Anders. All in Anders. I mean, I, I, I too like Eric Anders. I mean, I think the main thing is um, when you look at that uh, Julian Marquez fight, I mean, this dude, MAB, just headbutt. His default uh, defense is to headbutt uh, strikes. He did it. You see, he did it clearly against... Uh, Julian Marquez against um, what's that other guy's name? The uh, Dolce, horrible defense. I mean, Dolce's like pawing at him and is and and is actually hitting. I mean, B. and he's like, I gotta go, y'all, hit me more. Um, but you can't do that against Eric Anders, dude. Eric Anders, he's a professional at making car crashes happen. You saw if you see if you rewatch that uh, Kyle Dawkins fight. I mean, Kyle Dawkins wanted that fight to be over like maybe like two three minutes in. And, you know, credit to him, he stayed there for a bit, but he kept getting hit so hard. And Eric Anders, as soon as he got the timing, he was just firing off that left hand, you know, at any time that uh, this dude Dawkins is, like, ducking in at all. And if you think about MAB as well, his grappling is not that great, but his takedowns are obviously shitty. And I doubt he's taking down Eric Anders. Um, but uh, but in, on Your, top of that... Your uh, audio is getting a little worse right now. I don't know what's going sorry. on with that. All right, all right, well, this is what it is. But on top of that, um, this dude MAB can't even kick either. And Eric Anders obviously can't kick. So I just see he definitely has a lot of advantages. Durability is good. His cardio, his cardio is fine. I mean, I don't even think necessarily MAB, you know, is winning late because he's just going to eat very uh, significant concussive blows before he gets there. And even if he gets there, like, he, it's not going to be like an Abu Azaitar kind of thing. So I like Eric Anders. That's a good point. Yeah, because he he can he get tired, but he doesn't like collapse when tired either. You know, he he knows how to like you know keep chugging along while tired. I bet I bet you he's done a lot of chugging in his life. Man, yeah, he just he's just been. I feel like I don't know. Eric's been around for a good while. I've, I'm impressed with the guy. Got a win over five round win over Brendan Allen back in the day too. Um, so I think your boy is going into enemy territory. He's going to get his hand raised. Um, and that's going to take us to the next fight on the main card, which is uh, Dan Ige taking on Nate Landwehr in the featherweight division. Odds for this one, Dan Ige minus 250, Nate Landwehr plus 210. Your turn to start this one off. Uh, any faith in Nate the train here? Yeah, man, this is another fight I don't have a really solid opinion on, you know, if I'm being honest. You know, I do think both guys are uh, very well-rounded. They're both tough as nails. Um, they both, um, you know, mix it up, you know, get the crowd into it, I guess, sometimes. Danny Gay, his last fight was, uh, 
he hasn't fought. What's what, like? How long uh, has he been out for? It's only five. Only like five months. He knocked. It out. was only five months. Oh, that fight was six. just. Yeah, that fight was just so fucking quick. <laughs> you barely, you you barely remember it happened. Um, but what's it called? Yeah. So I just feel like there's gonna be a lot of exchanges in this fight. You know, obviously, um, you're concerned about Nate Landwehr because you know he's been a little open to uh to taking strikes. You know, which is probably not the best idea against uh dan because dan does you know throw in pretty uh in combination pretty well um but you know i do like a lot of things that neat land where uh offers and especially given that he's a dog price here um you know in a pay-per-view event like you know i feel like danny gets probably you know, is he going to fight opt? Like, what is the optimal fight for Dan Eager? You know, I think he's probably confused. He probably doesn't know. Like, is it just him, like, trying to box, like, land, you know, heavy, super heavy strikes? Is it him looking to, you know, so, for some grappling and stuff like that? So I just feel there's a lot, a lot of the iterations of this fight are very close. Um, so I do feel that Dan Eager probably at, or uh, excuse me, uh, Nate Land, where, you know, at this inflated, a little bit inflated to whatever price. Um, might be worth a little sprinkle. Um, I, I hate this position I'm in because I'm in the point where, um, I'm advocating against a plus 200, but I'm not also advocating for laying minus two something on Nige because I don't know. I think this price on Nate is just enticing enough to, to make it considering worth the bet. But man, I just think that this is a really tough fight for him. I think it's well, I know that it's a massive step up in competition. I mean, Nate, it was going from fighting guys around like the 50th best, like, you know, guys like Austin Lingo. And now he's just being thrown right into like the fringe top 10. Um, and it's, it's a big, big step up. You know, David Onama, Ludovic Klein, Austin Lingo. I mean, those guys are like 40, 50th, and 60th best in the, best in the division. And now he's jumping to the number 10 in Dan Ige. So. I would have liked to see Nate, you know, get more fun fights. I mean, he needs to fight my my man Bill Algio before it's all said and done. That's a certified, guaranteed banger there. But um, Dan, I just think it's just he's so sharp with his punches, man. His boxing is so tight. Uh, he's a, a pretty skilled kicker as well. Uh, you know, very good grappler. Uh, tough to take and hold down. He can hit his own offensive takedown. So I just think it's it's Nate's fights. You know, thrive in in, in chaos and in sloppiness and fights where he can out survive his opponents by you know he might take a little bit of a beating early on but he's gonna he's gonna come at you in the second half of that fight i don't think that type of strategy works against dan Ige. dan Ige is not gonna you know beat you up early and tire out late he really hasn't done that in three round fights um and i just think that the way landwehr fights he's he's really aggressive he's high volume he's throwing strikes in your face and he's not really too concerned about what's coming back at him and that'll work when you're fighting darren elkins um, and Austin Lingo and Ludovic Klein, but I think Dan Ige is going to land some thunderous punches on Nate here in the first uh, round or two of this fight, and I honestly think there's a good chance Nate gets hurt and goes to sleep, and that's what I will plant my flag on is that Dan Ige is going to knock out Nate Landwehr. Um, not interested in betting it because the price is only like plus 150 or something. It's it's a pretty bad price, uh, but um, you know, I it sucks because I, I I love Nate Landwehr. Uh, I I uh, love betting underdogs, but I just I can't have any faith in him here. I just think this is too much of a step up, and he's going to get hit hard here. Uh, and I just struggle to see a, a window for Nate here. So I think these odds are kind of accurate for for Ige. So, um, 
Next fight will be in the welterweight division. Mike Malott taking on Adam uh, Fugit. The line for this one is uh, Malott at minus 205, Fugit at plus 175. Um, so... I like these guys. They both uh, they both have have similar names, you know, same amount of letters. They both end in double T's. <laughs> um, so, ha, 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 ha. <laughs> so Adam is the much cooler guy, right? He's an old head. He's like what thirty five. Got to the UFC on kind of a stroke of uh, of good luck, uh, but the dude, it, it just I feel like is going to produce fun fights, and I hope he can stick around for a few more years and produce fun fights. Um, a lot, uh, you know, I'm not really sure what to make of him. I still don't think we have a super solid idea on how skilled this guy is because a lot of his fights, he's he's you know looking okay, and then he finishes a guy or like the Mickey Gall fight, like he was actually actually struggling with the striking of Mickey Gall and then lands a big punch and it's all over. So um, we haven't seen him out of round one uh, since 2015, right? His past, you know, six MMA fights or five or six MMA fights all around one finishes. So that always begs the question, what's this guy going to look like outside of round one? If he can't get that finish in round one, uh, what's it going to look like? And the Johan fight was a round one finish. Was that it was. One? Right at the round end of round one. It was right um, at the end. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, hilarious fight. Like <laughs> Johan Lyonese looking like he's yeah. never never rolled before. That guy life. fucking sucks, dude. He's fighting a uh, who are they have him fighting. He's fighting a uh, somebody fuck, hilarious. You're right. Who's You're the right. fucking guy they got him fighting? Phil Rowe was it? Phil they, Rowe? Yeah, I think that sounds right. No, Is no, no. Phil Rowe's fighting uh, Neil Magny. Oh, um, Matt Semmelsberger. Matt, Matt Semmelsberger. Matt Semmelsberger. Matt's gonna put that guy in a body bag. But um, <laughs> but uh, so you know, Adam, I just think it is crafty. This guy, you know, he 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 knows how to take a beating and come back uh, late. And I think that if this fight gets out of round one, it should probably favor Adam Fugit. Um, and even if even early on, man, I mean, Fugit's a big, long southpaw. I think the guy's got pretty fun striking. I'm not really sure who he reminds me of. You have an idea who he is? No. He's a big, long, maybe like uh, kind of like Griffin. Tim Means kind of style. Boris Griffin. Long southpaw. Uh, and I just think he's going to be a problem for Malat. Obviously, if Malat ends up on top here, he he might be live for a sub. But yes. uh, if this stays in the feet, man, I think Adam Southball striking is going to give uh, Malat a lot of trouble. Uh, and then Adam's got, a, I think, a decent sub game of his own, too. So uh, look out for that. Um, What's the what total you, here, Martian? What's the total here? I would imagine it's one and a half. Um, oh, no, it's two and a half, and it's hella juiced, minus 255. You see, I would have... I, I'm sure people bet it up. You know, I think maybe that uh that over could have maybe had some value here. You know, I, I just feel it's a fight where, yeah, like you said, you know, um a lot I, I think he needs to get on top, you know, to 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 win this not to win this fight, but I feel like for him to win decision to or or yeah, or for him just to be um winning a decision often, I think it would have to have some top time for him. You know, I do think potentially he could get that, but I do see potentially him, you know, maybe just not uh being able to find uh Fuggy a lot with his strikes on the feet, maybe getting a little frustrated, uh seeing a little bit of clinch time here. Um because I don't really think he's had a lot of experience against South Pauls either. Um but also Fuggy, he's a counter striker. Um so you could you could potentially see Malat maybe being very aggressive, and because he did, uh, it would be a change of pace for him though. 
because the knockout in his last fight was kind of him countering, if I remember correctly. And but so yeah, we'll we'll, we'll see what happens here. This is is this on the main card? Or you said is this the last yeah, fight? Yeah. The this is the first fight on the main card. No, third fight on the main card. There's a what was the last fight we talked about? Ige and Landwehr. Got you. Okay. Damn, this is the third fight on the main card. All right, well, f- all right, well, hopefully they put on a show. So, so we got two fights left. Yeah. Copy. All right. Cool. So, if I were to make a pick, what's the is Fugit one seventy five right now plus one seventy five? Yeah, bro, you got the odds up or anything? Like, what are you looking no. at? A blank, a blank screen here. I just don't care about Canada, dude, and you know whatever. So <laughs> this fight, you know, I'm not betting it. But if I had to lean one way, I would take Fugit. But just like how I bet Malat submission in his last fight. I think Malat's submission again here could be uh, could be good. Both these guys have a finish round one finish over Solomon Renfro. Uh, Solomon Renfro is a goat. CFFC veteran for Mike Malad. I don't like that, but uh, I think I still think we're I still think I'm going with Fugit in this one. I'm gonna bet Fugit. Um, that's gonna take us to the co-main event banger of a matchup here, lightweight division. Benil Daryush taking on Charles Oliveira, minus one forty-five for Benny Daryush, plus one twenty-five for Charles Oliveira. Your turn to start this one off. Benny Bills has been amazing for me. I've ridden this guy pause for literally like every one of his fights. Um, people are like, "Oh man, you're crazy." You know, I think he was like plus money against CDF. That was nuts. He was like minus 140 against Tony Ferguson. That was nuts. But I will close, say he closed, he closed like plus 225 against Gamrod or something. Gamrod, that was nuts. You know, I remember we were arguing with that idiot who who was like, there's no way Benny can win. Obviously, Benny got it done. And Benny's so really well rounded. That, that same guy has a max bet on Benny Daryush in this fight, by the way. The guy's an absolute nutbag. Um, <laughs> that dude's an idiot. He's so stupid. But so um so yeah, I mean he's in this fight against Charles Oliveira. You know, I'm 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 very torn on this fight, but I've got no um like FOMO about oh I miss Benny like minus one fifteen, minus one twenty, because just this guy's been stacking bills, bro. And you know, he's in a fight here where with the guy in Charles Oliveira who he's dangerous. Um he uses kicks, knees, punches, right? Um, his, his counter striking has gotten better, right? You saw that against uh, Chandler when he uncorked that left hand in the second round right away. So when he finds his timing, he's dangerous on the feet. Um, obviously Benny Benny is as well. Um, with that, and I feel that they're gonna exchange shots, and they're both there to be hit. I, I think a bit. I would say Benny keeps his hands up a little bit more, utilizes the kicks. I feel a little bit more uh, tactically. While Charles Oliveira, he's just a lot of times just trying to incite chaos, right? He's just like trying to, you know, throw punches, you know, throws combinations, you know, leads into his kicks, you know, throws uh, what what I would call, uh, what I call sticky punches, right? So he'll throw like a jab or a cross, you know, at you and right from, you know, hitting you maybe on the gloves or in the face, whatever it is, you know, his other hand that same side hand will get, get a, like a tie clinch or a, or, or a necktie, um, you know, and start working his clinch game. So I love all that stuff that he does. Um, but I do feel Benny has a lot of counters to Charles's offense. So I think it's going to be a great tactical fight for sure. We'll see if Charles, uh, his defense is up to par early on. Um, if it is, I do think he could uh, put Benny in trouble. Um, but if it's not, you know, and he's fighting a little bit more defensively, which I'm curious on how rabid, 
uh, Benny comes out, um, I think it could be, you know, could could be uh, difficult for him. But like I said, I got no FOMO on missing out or not betting on Benny. I do think he will probably win this fight just because I like his power um, with the left hand. I like how he is really intelligent on how he's uh, approaching these fights. But man, I, I respect the champion, the former champion, Charles Oliveira. Um, but I, I don't always, you know, like to bet these guys too much. Um, like coming off a title fight, like a lot, like look at Kaikar France last week. You know, obviously I won that. Um, you know, I'm not trying to lap it, but it just, I don't know. I feel like sometimes it's a little hard to get up, you know, for, for that next fight. You've seen it a few times, like Tyron Woodley yeah. after he fought, um, Kamar Usman and he fought Gilbert Burns and people were like, oh, Gilbert Burns, he should never, you know, he's, Gilbert Burns is like plus 170 against him, plus 180. You know, people are like, oh, it should never happen. And they just, they just don't really show up, you know, something's going on. And that could be the case with Oliveira, we'll see, you know, he had the injury stuff as well. So I think all those things contribute to the steam on uh, Benny, but, but I'm good. I'm not going to get caught with my pants down, you know, laying an extra quarter you know, here because, uh, cause I need action. So that's not happening. So. Yeah, it's a bummer. I had, I had plus one Oh five on Daryush last time. And you know, I got a problem with fucking DraftKings. DraftKings has been a great book for, for Americans, but I had plus one Oh five on Daryush. The fight got moved. I checked my bet. It's still there. I checked my bet a month later. It's still there. Six weeks later, it's still there. And then the seventh week they fucking void it at plus one Oh five. And then, now it's, you know, down to, uh, you know, minus 145 oh. or sitting at here. It was a little bit better of a price, you know, maybe a week ago. Uh, but, yeah, the value has probably been uh, taken away here. Um, like I said, it's just I think you have to force your hand at this price. I mean, I wouldn't want to be laying 40, 50 cents against Oliveira. So. Benny should win the fight. The matchup should favor him. I believe the Southpaw boxing is going to give Charles some problems. You know, we saw it versus Islam Makachev. That straight left hand was uh, was hurting um, Charles in that fight. I think the offensive uh, wrestling is good enough from Daryush. You know, the problem with Oliveira is you take him down, you have to be worried about his, his subs, his sweeps. But, you know, Benny Daryush is an extremely high-level uh, uh, grappler. I really think that, you know, we Ozzy and I talk about this sometimes, like who's maybe the best grappler. In terms of, like, blending wrestling top game for MMA I really think uh Benito Darius is I like how he goes for leg locks too you know he goes for leg locks so in an intelligent way and then he'll just use it to do some funky jujitsu to fucking get on top and hopefully maybe Marshall will have some footage of that uh coming up you know We'll I think like I, I would I would say like him and maybe uh, Damian Maya are like two of like the best overall grapplers in terms of jujitsu, uh, you know, grappling, you know, up, right up there with like GSP. Um, so I think that he could win the fight on the feet or on the floor. I think that, uh, you know, maybe some knockdowns are in play here for, for Daryush. The way I can see uh, Benil losing the fight is if he shoots takedowns, Oliver digs his underhook, and then we start seeing that clinch game of Oliver, where he is nasty with knees and elbows in the clinch. He, you know, can jump on a a, a guillotine choke or something from the clinch. Um, and I just think that that if if maybe Benio's initial takedowns gets shut down and they start tying up in the clinch, that's where 
uh, Charles has his biggest advantage here because he has that great offensive striking. He has a good offensive arsenal, but he's just way too defensively irresponsible. His durability is not good enough where I don't see him winning long stretches on the feet here. I don't see him having his own offensive takedowns on the feet or on the, mm. the ground here. So I think it's going to have to be in the clinch if, if Oliveira is winning this fight. You know so. what, Martian? That's a good point you're making. Because uh, Benil's, like we saw in the Gamera fight, his counter-wrestling is just really, 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 really good. So, I mean, I could see maybe Oliver again, maybe uh, the most likely takedown maybe he could finish is maybe some clinch kind of stuff. But, man, this should be a great fight. I'm really looking forward to it. How, what, what's your outlook on Oliver? Like, how many, like, do you think, like, Oliver is, like, a guy, like, you think he's hanging around? Like, you think we're, we see, like, a Holloway fight or a McGregor fight down the road? Like, what do, what, what do you feel his career outlook? I don't think he'll fight either one of them. I don't know. I think, mm. I think we're he's gonna. I wouldn't say fall off, but I think he's gonna start. Uh, you know, fighting. Um, back to like you know maybe uh top ten competition, top fifteen, and I think you know within a year or two, I think he's gonna start losing fights that we never would have thought he was gonna lose. Like, he's gonna I don't lose. know. I feel, I I feel like Oliveira. He's like the most high profile Brazilian guy, and I just. I mean, he's gonna have to be a high profile, even after the, even if he loses this one. I feel like that Holloway fight is very likely to happen. Like, I could point. see them giving him like Sarukian or something, and then losing really badly. No, and... why would you do that fight instead of doing like the the the, the Holloway fight? That doesn't make sense. I mean, I would I would book him in exciting fights, but I feel like the UFC might use him. Like they might give him a uh, fucking like I said, uh, they might give him Grand uh, Dawson Sarukian. Yeah, there we go. That would be good. Um. <laughs> All right, moving along. Main event time. Uh, Arena Aldana getting her title shot against Amanda Nunes. Crazy thing is, this wasn't even supposed to happen. It was supposed to be Amanda Nunes versus Juliana Pena for the third time in a row, which no, I, nobody in the the universe knew why that fight was being booked. Uh, luckily, we get Aldana instead. I guess it's a little bit better. Uh, Amanda Nunes minus three thirty five. Irina Aldana plus two sixty. Um, yeah, I mean, just rewatching Aldana's last fight. I mean, she's getting taken down and stuck on bottom versus Macy Chasson, who is terrible. Quite frankly. No, quite she was not stuck on bottom, bro. That was right where she wanted her. No. Yes. No, no. She, got bot she got taken down, body triangled, had her back taken in round two. I mean, that's insane uh, to get body triangled by Macy Chiasson. It really is. And it's the thing is, is Macy has little to no striking threat. And she was still able to get the fight on the floor. So if you're fighting Amanda Nunes, who is a much better wrestler, grappler than Macy Chasson, and also a much better striker than her, much more dangerous, I just don't see any reason why Nunes won't be able to, to get her way in the clinch and get these takedowns. And I mean, she might be stupid and keep the fight on the feet and uh, make it closer than it has to be and give Aldana a shot. But I think Nunes should have an easy, easy, you know, path to victory here. All she has to do, watch out for a little armbar. You know, Aldana did get a good armbar attempt on Chastain. She did armbar our girl Betch Cohea back in the day after, you know, arguably she she kind of needed that armbar. Like she might have lost that decision to Irina Aldana. But I mean, the, the Holly Holm fight takes her down, pins her against the cage, takes her down over and over again. If Amanda Nunes watch any tape and knows how to exploit her opponent's weaknesses, which I think she does. Uh, I think that she's going to get easy takedowns here, which leads me to a bet on the fight. And I am betting oh, on Amanda oh, to get shit. a at plus 500 odds. Uh, no. I just think that, you know, it's not going to happen. Mark. It's not gonna happen. Oh, she's going to get it. She's going to get it. You're not even going to get close. 
All right, let's hear it. What's what's the how do we make money on the fight? Ah uh, man, I think you take the over here. Um, you 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 rely on Mexican durability. You rely on uh the Martian what he's saying not happening the submission. But the main thing is why I don't think the submission is going to happen is obviously man these Mexicans are working on their fucking ground game, right? Brandon Moreno, um, Alexa Grasso, you know their coach Diego Lopez, almost Nibara Mazvar. Um, you know, Craig Jones, he, he, he also spoke about it a little bit about how, um, how offensive these guys or Yaya Rodriguez as well, how offensive, like, um, these guys have been and girls, right. Um, with, with this girl, right. Fucking liver kicking a, a, a girl from, from her back. Um, the arm bar you're talking about, right. She's fallen off that back mount and, and arm bar. So I just feel like arena, even if she gets taken down by, uh, Amanda, Amanda doesn't hustle to like crush you from on top in terms of positionally. So I feel like Aldana's going to have some room, get her, get her guard back, you know, attack from there maybe. Um, and then if they're on their feet, Aldana's just, just let's rely on tough Mexican glove sniffer, right? Aldana definitely sniffs some gloves in her day. Um, so she keeps her hands up, you know? Um, she's not going to be doing that stupid shit that Juliana Pena was doing, right? Running at her. And all, and you basically the female version of uh, Verdum versus uh, what's his name, Stipe? Just right, that was that was the Juliana Pena fight. But to Juliana Pena's credit, she kept coming for more. Um, and I feel like uh, Arena Aldana also will keep coming for more. So let's take the over. We got to lay just right minus one ten, and uh, and fade you. You're talking about the fucking submission. That shit's not happening. So. Five to one. You're wait. Is is the over juiced? No, it's like minus one ten, isn't it? Minus one fifteen. Wait, uh, the two and a half. It's minus one thirty. Yes. Two and a half. Well, I saw minus one, like minus one fifteen. So, whatever. I think Shop if around. it makes it, I think if it makes it over two and a half, it's going the full five. I think it'll leave. Yeah, lottery. And, Hit it with the lottery. Yeah, that, that's true. But think and, about uh, it, dude. Uh, um. Who was the fight right before uh, Juliana for Cyborg or uh, uh, Nunes? Uh, I don't know. Uh, Megan Anderson, maybe. Yeah. So this is what I mean. Like Megan Anderson, like she's not a tough girl. You know, when whenever this girls fought tough girls, Felicia, Felicia uh, Spencer, um, Raquel, uh, Holly Holm. Oh, no. Holly Holm got head kicked in the first one. But that was kind of a fluke. But most of the time, I feel like. She the fights have gone a little bit later, so Aldana's definitely tough. Yeah, she is. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think when we saw Pena, I mean, she dropped Pena fucking five times and couldn't finish her. I think she kind of sucks at if she can't find like a kill shot on the feet, she kind of sucks with falling. Maybe, maybe down. since uh, she became a mother, she's not as open to hurting women because she has a daughter yeah, and then she, and she just wants to submit them, All right? Exactly. Also true. Maybe we do them both, bro. Maybe we do the over and you know submission. You, you can't. You got. You can't say that five to one is not in, in, enticing, bro. Five to one. Give me that. That's that's good. That's real good. But I just feel like Aldana has decent jujitsu, so it's not like it I is. Amanda Nunes' jujitsu is not that good, dude. She's got good wrestling. I feel like her wrestling is definitely superior to a lot of girls. For her jujitsu ground game, I don't think it's that much better. That's true. Um, all right, that's enough. 
Uh, 11 fights, a man in this pay-per-view. Not first week of up. how many in a row? 14, 17? Uh, last, week, last week was the first week. I think we uh, this is oh, week two week. out of 12 in a row. So 12 in a row, nice. We'll be yeah, back next week. Them. Yeah, next week yeah. I got to get this. I got, I'm got. i not watching. Next week is going to be, yeah, next week I'm not going to get to watch that event at all. So. We'll see. All right. Got you out of here in just under an hour. Uh, I survived. Hopefully. I survived that fucking New York, you know, great smoke thing. Smoke Bro, smoke, yep. that shit was crazy, dude. Now I know what these motherfuckers in California be talking about. But that was wild. All right. Well, don't let it ruin the the rest of Gemini season. We'll be back no, next sir. week. sir. Hope everybody Two. wins some bets and enjoys the Ten fight. Ten days left. Let's we'll go. see you all next week. Peace out, everyone.